Hey everyone, I'm your host Sergey Kotlov, and this episode is different to the previous ones. I have no guests for you today, and the episode is just 15 minutes long. This will be a solo talk, where I share my insights from working with various agile training businesses for more than 7 years, and creating Workshop Butler, a training management platform along the way. The topic of this episode is important for most founders of training businesses, no matter at what stage they are right now. You may just start uh, your journey, or you may have a solid business for many years. It doesn't matter, because all good entrepreneurs constantly ask themselves, how can I scale my business? And scaling here doesn't mean increasing the number of employees or trainers. For me, scaling a training business is about increasing the impact you make on the market, leading to an increase in your income. So how can you scale your training business? What options do you have? There are nine different approaches I can think of, and today I'll cover five of them. In no way I can go deeply within the next 15 minutes. That's why I'll briefly describe each of them, give their pluses and challenges, provide an example or two. If you want to hear more about specific one, you can drop me a line at hi at hi at trainingbusinessanatomy.com. One more time, hi hi at trainingbusinessanatomy.com. And I devote a whole episode to it. Now, time for music. Welcome to the Training Business Anatomy podcast. Here, we try to answer one not-so-simple question – how to build and scale a successful training business. I'm your host, Sergey Kotlov, and we are ready to jazz. You still here? That's great! Now back to scaling. Directions of business scaling vertical and horizontal. When you increase the amount of money for doing the same job, you grow vertically. In the training business, you achieve that by increasing your hourly rate for consultancy, uh, as an example. The main downside of vertical scaling is that you still very much need to do the job regularly. No matter how much an hour of your work costs, the final amount is zero if you don't, don't work for that hour. You grow horizontally when you do some work, and in many cases it's, it's unpaid first. But then you get money without any time involvement from your side at all. Kinder passive income, but with a few tweaks. Prominent examples are writing a book or creating a game. Of course, these approaches could and should be used together as they support each other. Let's say you are writing a book which is definitely horizontal scaling. However, the book makes your personal brand more robust. And a strong brand allows you to raise prices for your services, like fees for speaking engagements. And again, speaking engagements are perfect opportunities for, to promote your book. As you see, two different groups of scaling go hand in hand. 
used wisely, they can deliver fantastic results. Now it's time to stop talking about generic stuff and dive into details. And I start with one of the most commonly used uh, way to scale a training business. Hire more trainers. Many trainers come to it when they have too many gigs coming their way, which they cannot handle all by themselves. Right? It's its most significant advantage is, is that it's very straightforward. As soon as you have enough work to delegate, you search for a body trainer open for opportunities. And and here comes the first question. How to find a good one, right? The ultimate question almost any business owner tries to answer and always, and always makes uh, a mistake answering it. But okay, you know several good choices for the job and at least one of them is available. So should you hire them as an employee or as a contractor? A contract is way less risky because you don't need to worry about what to do after the gig ends. At the same time, it's also much more limiting. You cannot expect a contractor to be available for the next gig and you may need to waste your time again uh, looking for a new one. Hiring an employee has its advantages as well. First, money is better as you usually keep more in your pocket. Second, now you have a person on the on a payroll who's 100% available for any job you are able to deliver. Consultancy, training, speaking engagements. And here lies the biggest disadvantage as well. Now you have a person on the payroll. Let's put aside that you may need to incorporate a company first to start hiring as many freelancers are not able to do it legally. And we concentrate on the payroll for now. Yeah, because it is your responsibility to sell their services as you pay money to them. Are you ready for it? Do you want that? These are valid questions to ask yourself as hiring someone is a huge step. It often leads to you doing less training and consultancy and more sales. Let's say that you are good at selling workshops, but have no desire to hire anyone. That's a good choice for someone. Then I have an option for you. Sell workshops for other people by inviting prominent figures in the community, organizing and selling out their workshops you create new valuable connections and earn money. This approach has numerous benefits. First, as I've already mentioned, you establish new relationships with professionals in your industry. By itself, it's pretty, pretty cool. Second, you increase the network of potential clients. People who join a workshop of an invited trainer they might never have looked at your offerings, but now, now they're familiar with you as an organizer and less skeptical about what you could offer. Third, and this is 
the most important point in my in my opinion you improve a personal brand by bringing well-known figures and giving a local community a chance to learn from them so this was number two sell workshops of other trainers option number three is also quite common yet very tough to achieve write a book you probably already heard this advice the process of writing a book uh, could supercharge your business by by itself in many cases you need to run a series of interviews which opens more opportunities for growth through consultancy gigs and sometimes speaking engagement however a published book is a new level first you get a source of passive income which is also always good to have it may be a good um, it may be a small uh, source, but it's a source anyway. Then, the existence of a book makes you an expert in the eyes of the audience and considerably improves your brand, helping sell uh, workshops and getting more speaking gigs. Third, you create another point of contact for a low price. And again, in my opinion, this... Uh, this third advantage is priceless uh, for, a, for a training business because buying a book for 20, 30 bucks is way easier than participating in a workshop for 1500 bucks. So the books becomes a perfect channel from which new potential clients learn about your work, become familiar with you, and in some cases become fans after that, they are much more likely to take their next step and my workshop or online course. There are many examples of training businesses that scaled after publishing a book. In episode one, we talk with Jason Little, who links his initial success to a printed book. In episodes two and three, my guests were Pia Maria Foran and Lizette Sutherland who also think that their books help them bring businesses to the next level. The biggest downside of this approach to scaling is, obviously, that it's a tough one. No one is a writer. I'm not, for example, and it takes a lot of time and persistence. You may simplify um, your road by bringing in an editor, bringing in a co-author, uh, joining a community uh, of writers uh, which help you to uh, move, co make consistent steps like weekly, daily, uh, daily steps. But in most cases, it's still the work you have to do mostly by yourself. And I agree that writing a book may be a challenge for you at the moment. If the amount of efforts needed scares you and blocks any progress completely, consider something faster to deliver. For example, a game, poster or a set of cards. Physical products that you sell separately or upsell at your classes, uh, free webinars and other gigs are a good addition to your offerings. Comparing to a book 
they are relatively easy to create. All you need is just the right idea. After that, the first version could be done in one evening. And then it's testing, testing, and testing one more time. As soon as you have a final iteration ready, invite a designer to make the product look awesome. The biggest challenge with physical products is distribution. It may take a few steps before you get to the process which is mostly autonomous and doesn't need much of your time. I won't give any advice on that as I'm not an expert and each country has its own specifics. Yet I'm quite sure you can find a lot of useful information about it on Shopify and similar websites. I mean, they're, they're truly good at that. So creating physical product is number four in my list of nine ways to scale a training business. Obvious alternative to physical products are digital ones. Here we have a range of options from printable versions of games posters uh, to subscription-based services. In the agile training market, printable versions of a physical product usually come for free, so you may find it challenging to sell something from this category. Yet it doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. After all, your market may have different queue on that particular type of product. Right? Comprehensive online products are uh, on the NAWA side of uh, comprehensive online products, subscription-based services, and on the other side of uh, digital uh, products offerings. And they are much more rare, and because of that, they stand out. Good examples, and again, I'm talking from my experience in the agile training markets, are Agility Help Router and Scrim, uh, Scrum Team Survive by uh, the Liberators. However, building a really good online product is a challenge uh, in itself, as it would require a lot of time for you before you can make it self-sustainable or even sell it. So it also means that in many cases you would need uh, to hire a team or to at least uh, find a developer or be ready to work uh, using some no-code tools uh, to build a solution by yourself. So I recommend thinking twice because before you decide to make this move. <clears throat> okay, we've I covered five options to uh, five ways to scale your training business. Uh, so it's hire more trainers, sell workshops of others, publish a book. Uh, create a physical product or develop or productize service. Uh, in the next uh, episode, I'll cover the four more, which is paid communities, certification products, uh, increased attendance and prices, and online pre-recorded courses. I hope you like uh, this experimental episode of our, our training and uh, business anatomy podcast. And if you have some suggestions or advices or a good uh, uh, topic to talk about, please drop me a line at hi 
uh, at uh, trainingbusinessanatomy.com. One more time, hi, hi at trainingbusinessanatomy.com. I definitely reply to you personally and would enjoy talking with you. That was your host, Sergey Katlov. Stay tuned.